Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. What up, what up? It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome, friends, neighbors, and countrymen to Wednesday, the 8th day of February, 2023. My name is Nick. There, I say, is Big J right across from me. How are you, sir? Here I am. I'm good. Here are you on a Wednesday morning. Hopefully, you've got a good day planned ahead of you, Big J. There's not a lot of obstacles in your way, not a lot of hurdles you have to jump over in order to make it an enjoyable day. And maybe even a short one, question mark? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where the uh, the play lies today. I can tell you this much. Big J has a movie review for you today. Uh, he watched a movie called Tar last night on Peacock, and he will let you know exactly what he thinks about it coming up here uh, before we hit the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, he watched that movie because you directed him to, the Collective X Rock audience. So we'll see how it all works out for him later on this morning. We also have a chance for you to go check out Pepper, who is coming to town on the 26th of this month at the Knitting Factory. Lest we forget, uh, the big game is coming up on Sunday, and we got ourselves some Porta Subs action tied into it. Uh, there's some free food coming your way, courtesy of Porta Subs, and we'll qualify some people for a gigantic six-foot party sub that could be part of your Super Bowl party if you're having one. Ooh. Now, if you're not having one, or like you're going over someplace, let's say on Sunday, and you win this six-foot party sub, I say you use it for whatever you want. Maybe it's dinner one night, and you just see how much of a six-foot party sub you can actually eat. Or maybe, you know, you'd bring it into work and you're the hero of your entire workforce. Yeah, that would... Can you imagine? I mean, you weren't here when a six-foot party sub came in, but uh, if you were at work, it would be pretty amazing. Especially if it was just some rando, you know what I mean? It's like, hang on, Mark brought in a six-foot party? Wow. Who's Mark? I don't know, man. Does he even work here? Do we know a Mark? I don't know. He's my favorite employee. Are we going to eat Mark's food right here, right now? See Mark. Damn, well, that's a whole different kind of party sub, my friend. And they don't serve those kind of porta subs. I'll tell you that right now in front of God and everybody. But on top of that, we have some fun and excitement uh, planned for you over the course of the program today. Let's get started with some music. The Red Hot Chili Peppers are going to kick off the morning after here on the X Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Oh, no. Big J, if you or your family members are part of the Boise State fraternity Alpha Kappa Lambda, they got some bad news yesterday. They have been suspended by the university. Uh, The decision was made due to a accumulation of fraternity infractions related to alcohol and hazing, and that's not good. The conduct board apparently met last month to address an ongoing pattern of problematic behavior within the fraternity, and so the decision was made. So we'll see what ends up happening going forward, but the uh, the Gappa Theta chapter of the AKL was uh, established back in March of 2013, and they had 15 members as part of the fraternity at the time of their suspension. Now, fraternities overall have seen a pretty steady decline in numbers nationwide over the last five years, but it is interesting to see things still kind of going that route. You went to college, Big J. Did you ever pledge for a fraternity? No. How come? 
Like, I don't know. I was in my mid-20s. Oh, I didn't know. I thought you only took like a year off of school before um, you went back to BSU. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was, it was more than a couple years. <laughs> well, clearly. I had if you were in your mid-20s, that's I had, 25 the, years old. You're getting the story mixed up. I okay. intended to just take a year off. I see. Okay. But that but it ended, ended up being, being a couple years. Yeah. And so, uh, how old are you when you went to Boise State? 35. 35 years old. Okay. So, you did they just not want to have you pledge? That wasn't like an old school situation? Where they're like, bring in old man winner? Yeah, I wasn't old enough to be blue. <laughs> you might actually have been. But uh, I understand why not. Same thing here, except the opposite. Uh, believe it or not, not a lot of fraternities want the, uh, wanted the 17-year-old to be part of the club. So, uh, also, like, it wasn't anything I was super interested in, if we're being perfectly honest. I mean, to each their own. If well, that's, plus, you were 13. That's what I said. I mean, nobody yeah. wanted the young kid involved in the actual side of things, which was fine by me. Because all of it seemed a little bit weird anyway. But, hey, man, as long as you're having fun and as long as you're not hurting other people, which apparently this is part of the bad news that goes along with it. So, watch out. It happened last night, Big J. The NBA has an all-time leading scorer that's brand new, and his name is Big J. Congratulations. Yeah, it was, it was a tough road to tow, but I made it. Not enough F-words in your celebration speech, Big J. I am sorry. But LeBron James uh, was the actual uh, all-time leading scorer last night. He made a 14-foot fadeaway jumper in the third quarter against Oklahoma City and ended up passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar last night at uh, in L.A. Uh, Kareem was sitting there courtside, standing up and apologizing. They stopped the game so LeBron could grab the basketball, uh, give a quick speech, of which uh, live on television... <laughs> He just drops the F-bomb in front of everybody, which, listen, man, uh, now, so the, it was going viral on Twitter last night, which is all fine and good, but, like, everybody was talking about how, who's going to pay the FCC fine, but uh, just to make everything clear, because the game was televised live on TNT, believe it or not, they can swear as much as they want on TNT. Well, Charles Barkley swore it on TNT plenty of times. The the beauty of of uh, our uh, system is TNT is a, a pay channel. It is a cable channel. You are paying for the privilege to welcome it into your home, and therefore there can be adult language on that particular channel, and they would not get in trouble for it. It's the equivalent of HBO. They just choose with the majority of their programs not to have adult language in it. But they're not under the same rules as, say, like Fox or ABC, over-the-air yeah. free broadcast television, just like radio is what is controlled by the FCC. And so doesn't matter how many complaints they get, they won't see a fine because you're paying for the right for TNT to be in your yeah, house. Yeah, it's up on you, people. Yeah, so if you're offended, I'm sorry, but it was kind of funny just to see him like just drop the F-bomb right there live on TV as part of his thank you speech. But uh, he is now the leading scorer, so uh, all eyes will go someplace else, I guess, as we move the forward. The weird part is that he dropped the F-bomb and then immediately thanked his Lord and Savior, Jesus. Well, Jesus loves the F-bomb. You know that. All the bombs, really, It was when it comes to language. Big J, I don't know if you enjoyed At Midnight when it was on TV with uh, former host Chris Hardwick. Did you watch a lot of it? Um, no, I didn't. I think I watched a couple episodes. I uh, just didn't like the format. So didn't late. Like, 
the late at night. Okay. Well, uh, that's not going to change because uh, they're bringing it back. But one, Chris Hardwick isn't going to be involved. Number two, it's going to be on over-the-air television. CBS has decided they're not going to find a new host for the Late Late Show when James Corden moves on. They're going to go ahead and bring back At Midnight uh, as part of their particular late-night programming. And we'll see what ends up happening. Chris Hardwick is not expected to return, so not sure who will host the At Midnight side of things. But uh, everybody will be screaming points at one another once again, Big J, like we did all those years ago. Do you remember? Yeah. Morning After with Nick and Big J. I love that even though you didn't watch the show, you still got the reference. That's why we love you, Big J. That's the latest from Five Finger Death Punch. Welcome to the circus here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Of course, Valentine's Day now officially less than one week away, Big J, which can be a very romantic time for people. You understand? Yeah. can also be a very, very lonely time for people. Valentine's Day can be a fairly polarizing holiday because there's plenty of people out there, Big J, that don't have a significant other, that maybe just maybe just got out of a relationship and so it can lead to some serious depression and sadness around this time of year as well but if you are looking for maybe a little cheer up charlie action in Mm. photos anyway uh and you're angry at your ex for dumping you or whatever right before valentine's day there is a brand new software out there called pixart and it has the perfect software for them to remove the X out of your life. Basically, uh, their Replace My X uses AI technology to remove your former partner from any photo you want to supply to them, which allows you to replace them with like anything, like the background, if it's the right kind of picture. If not, you can put a funny like other picture in there, like your arms around, I don't know, like a snake or Mm. uh, a baguette or even a literal red flag, Big J, to make yourself go viral. Uh, That can be one way of you exacting your own kind of revenge on your ex for the relationship that you had. Now, Pixar says the software, which is just available right now for your iPhone, is super easy. It can be done in a few seconds. No design skills are required. You even pick and choose what you want. So it could be a way for you to help get over your ex by replacing them in pictures just in time for Valentine's Day and then posting them on your social media. As like, you know, look who my new boyfriend is. A gigantic bottle of Jack Dan. Or look what happened to my ex-girlfriend. Now she is a snake. Get it? Isn't that funny, everyone? Hilarious. So these are things that you can do to help you get over that Valentine's Day doldrums if you happen to have that particular case of the Onos because Valentine's Day is coming up. Pixart is the name only available for your iPhone as of right now, but it might help you jump over those hurdles. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J spent his Tuesday night watching a movie called Tar. We'll find out how it was next on the X-Rock. That is Lincoln Park. That is Bleed It Out here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. If we were on the clock around 24 hours, it was yesterday, right around this time, that you guys, the collective listeners of the X, selected a movie for Big J to watch and review for you for streaming dumbass. It is now we get the results of that said input. It is called Tar, and we asked Big J, how was it? Yeah, it's a, a two-hour, 38-minute movie that feels like six hours. <laughs> um, and as uh, I was uh, logging in there to Peacock and uh, started, uh, you know, you, you click on it and it'll start playing, like, the, the trailer. And the wife was watching it, and she said to me, she goes, does he not like you anymore? 
I didn't pick out this movie. No, you did. You picked three movies. Like, there are thousands of movies to pick, and this is one of them that you put into this selection. Now, I understand it was, you know, because you wanted a theme and uh, that sort of thing, but I I think that after watching the movie, her question still stands. Do you not like me? Is this a form of torture that you have that you want me to feel? Because, like, it's been going so well here on Streaming Dumbass. (laughs) The movies have been great. I thought they were awesome, and then we turn around and have this. I am on the record. If you you even go back to yesterday's show you will hear me say this was not the movie i wanted you to watch because i actively thought you weren't going to enjoy it <laughs> no so i know I don't wanted, put it in i wanted you to watch another movie that was not selected that finished in dead last place so if it were up to me you would have not watched this movie yesterday but i want to i, mean, I, I want to <laughs> lay I, I part of the fun of streaming dumbass for me anyway is stripping down a movie that is at least in somewhat the collective consciousness of people and them maybe not understanding that's what it is and then them selecting it, which is what happened yesterday but my goal was for you to watch Lyle Lyle Crocodile and that didn't happen <laughs> uh, yeah uh, so here's the thing so this is nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards and here's my problem with these movies who is this movie for who is watching this and being like being enthralled in this like it is not your typical movie goer I mean you have to be vested in some sort of upper echelon thinking or I don't, I don't know it's just uh, your standard, I think, person who wants to watch a movie uh, is, isn't going to sit down and uh, enjoy Tar. So Tar is uh, about uh, this uh, woman. Her name is Lydia Tar. She is a composer, conductor. Now, at first when I saw that, I was like, oh, great, you know, because, you know, I mean, I love composers and I love uh, movie scores and things like that. And then and then that move, this movie quickly turned from more of a, a character thing with her and uh, just... I don't even know where to place it is because you said you'd seen the movie and you had I a have. question for me about it. I did. And and basically, she is a very strong female, um, you know, conductor, and it's in a world of where men mostly rule in this in this form. And so, uh, you have her going through some of these challenges, but at the same time, you know, representing some of the things that people dislike about men in the world. So. You have that aspect of it, and it's just a very slow-moving, deep think. I don't even have deep thinking necessarily. Just you know, some bad decisions by a human a person, and ruins some lives and some relationships, and those sort of things. And it just kind of ends in a weird kind of way. <laughs> and really, I, I don't understand. I mean, Kate Blanchett's great, but I don't understand. To me, it's not like this is one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. And she gets nominated for an Oscar for it. Sure. And the director's nominated for a best director. Uh Uh-huh. I don't understand that in any way, shape, or form. I don't get. This is what I don't get about Oscars and and movie. Um, you know the whole thing about awards. I mean, I, I'm sure it's interesting to somebody. I would like to talk to that person who is enthralled and engrossed and just thinks this is one of the best movies they ever seen. Yeah. Because I would like to see what an alien looks like. <laughs> it's uh. Well, listen. I think we, you and I could both agree it's a really good performance by Kate Blanchett in the movie. I mean, it's that's why she's nominated for the Oscars because there's not some, you know, for that strong of a female character, for somebody to come in and command and have that kind of gravitas, I think is actually a really good performance. Is it the best performance of the year? No, I don't think so. But it's a very good one, worthy of at least some sort of talk about how well she did to carry this movie from point A to point B. I'm with you. I don't think the movie was particularly well directed or anything over the top. (laughs) While I like Todd Field, I don't think this is necessarily an absolutely amazing visual or any kind of different kind 
kind of. But it's an, it's an interesting look into a world that most of us would never understand, which is the upper crust of society that deals with... I mean, conductors are not somebody that you know. You don't know what... Like, we've had a conductor in here, and that's the extent of my knowledge. Yeah. Of, and we've had Hans Zimmer on the show. Yeah. But this was more about a, a story of a woman who... Uh, had worked her ass off to get to a particular point and thought that her, that the way that people understand music is the way that how a conductor can bring a different interpretation of a very knowledgeable and common piece of music and present it in a different way to give you a different feeling about music. And so her like career is being encapsulated by this performance of this particular conductor or uh, a composer that I don't remember. And even though I watched the movie and so she's dealing and working up for her entire career into this. And then, you know, you talked about how there's this dynamic between how it's a male dominated industry and she's a female in it. And what the movie really does is examine how, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a, a man or a woman in power, you can still be a scumbag and yeah. that's really yeah. what it boils yeah. down to is that it doesn't matter how who you are or what you are if you're in power in some way shape or form especially like the top of your class you probably treated people like garbage on yeah. your way there right and did some terrible things in order to get to your position which is why you're in your position and i think that's a reflection of what the movie really is supposed to be about but whether or not that speaks to you or you find it an interesting journey along the way which i am with you i did not i found the movie to be a how trudge did you keep as well watching it I I kept watching it because I I really did enjoy the actual performance by Kate Blanchett, but also like I wanted I, I kept wanting to see if something was going to happen that made me go oh this is why so many people like it. And that never really happened, although I want to, because it is a fairly big spoiler, so I don't want to talk about it on the radio in case you're interested in watching Tar, but there is what? a point in this movie. Spoiler? Yeah. Well, well here's the deal. There, the, According to everybody that I, because I really wanted to know why people like this movie, so I looked right. into it. According to everybody <laughs> that liked it, there is a point in this movie that it becomes a Jacob's Ladder scenario, where everybody who really, even though it's not clearly defined, there is a point in the movie where everybody who enjoys it thinks, she was she was killed in this movie and everything else is is just a complete dream afterlife pure sequence of events because she does and if you think about it there is a point in the movie where she turns into a completely different person in this movie and does some completely uncharacteristic things that make no sense whatsoever and they believe it's because she is no longer That's of this world ridiculous and so that is why people like it now I, I i once again because i read some of the details some of that makes sense to me However, I will state that does not make the movie better for me. Yeah. I mean, no. even if it was, I was like, okay, that explains why all this stupid stuff she was doing and uncharacteristic things that she was doing towards the end of the movie, at least it makes a little bit more sense in my head. Because, like, there's a point where she attacks somebody else in the middle of a performance, and you're like, what the hell is going on? And that is like, okay, that does at least dismiss that behavior as something that is not of her because she is no longer in this particular movie or these things are no longer actually happening. It's all a fantasy sequence or she's in a coma or something like that somewhere after being attacked yeah, in that I alley. Just... And so it's like that's what people think is what happens because all these things happen towards the end of the movie that are so weird, so out of the ordinary and completely uncharacteristic with the very beginning of the film that they're like, this has to be some sort of fantasy or dream sequence. And so that, I can see, brings up the interest level a little bit. I still don't think it makes it watchable. I think to me that just is people trying to be like, not wanting to admit this movie isn't that great. 
well, the director is playing find... along with it too. So I mean, that's part of it. So again, it... same for the same reason, probably. But <laughs> yeah, uh, not approved by by any means. God, don't watch this movie unless you uh, are sadomasochist uh, or a gigantic Kate Blanchett fan. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to find some sort of silver lining in the tunnel. But I I also watched this entire movie and was like, of, I'm not sure how people of your enjoy free it. will. Yeah. I, well, I that's again, the crazy part. Don't forget, I also was sick with COVID for two and a half weeks, and so when the Oscar nominations came out, I'm like, I want to educate myself on what's good. And I did finally get to watch Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I still need to do that. And I saw some really good movies. Tar is not one of them. <laughs> it is not one of them. So, uh, yes, I am with you 110%. I would skip Tar as well. It's just not my type of movie. I could see people that are into it, maybe if they like that kind of stuff. It was, but It was a rough two and a half hours. It's a fairly, it, it, it's a movie about pretentious, hard-to-like people doing pretentious, hard-to-like things. Yeah, I can look in the mirror for that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your movie review for you for Streaming Dumbass. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, you a hot tub fan? You like getting uh, stripped oh, down and naked and getting all in like a hot tub and stuff? You remember we had a, a hot tub? We, we just got a hot tub. I completely forgot about that. that. Yeah, we returned it. What happened? Just didn't use it, you know? And, and so, like, it's a pain in the ass to keep. It was an inflatable one. It wasn't the real deal. Okay. Uh, but it still Like you a know, Costco worked. one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it still worked fine. It's just it was uh, a pain in the rear end. We just didn't use it enough. How long had you had it before you decided to return it? Nine months or something okay. like that. So they took it back still? Costco will take back anything. What a punch of idiots. <laughs> How many times <laughs> Keep it down. Keep it down. How often did you use it in those nine months? Uh, like you personally? I, I, I personally, twice. Okay. okay. And then and part of the reason, I'm already tired as it is. Like to get into a hot tub for like 15, 20 minutes. And oh, it's it like, like makes just you. Put you to, but that's what it's supposed to be about. Relaxing yes, yes. and relaxation. And but hot tubs it. are, are they're a nice thing to think, wish you had. But once you have them, they're a lot of upkeep. And a lot of maintenance, uh, that sort of thing. Maybe not worth it for some people. And you're absolutely correct. And then this probably shouldn't surprise you just because of the sheer amount of work usually attached to hot tubs that most people that own the private hot tubs aren't doing that work. And in a survey that was done uh, nationwide over a span of five years, they found that probably 65 to 70 percent of hot tubs that are privately owned have just tons of feces and urine in them, Big J, because people yeah. aren't are not cleaning them out the, the proper the way. The two times I used our inflatable hot tub, I urinated in it. Yeah, I mean, I it might as well be your yeah. bathroom, from my understanding. Then just throw in a couple bromine tablets. You're good. <laughs> Cleans it up. So, when you're relaxing in a jacuzzi, it's likely you will take in a ton of bacteria, a bunch of fungi, a huge amount of fecal and urine matter. Jeez. And it, the more people in the tub with you, the higher the amount of feces in the water. Don't forget that as well. Whoa. And then you have those chemicals that you put in there to offset that, as Big J was talking about. Those can cause skin and eye irritation. And then uh, most people also forget to completely rinse off when they're done in the hot tub as well. So all that stuff just lives on you. So the idea is, unless you know somebody takes serious and pays attention to their hot tub and takes you know really good care of it, you're just waiting around. Another. We've talked about this before. It's other people's broth, essentially, is what you are waiting around in, and you know and. and I, I, you know, most people don't rinse off when they're done, so it's 
gross is really what it boils down to unless again you're doing the work and the upkeep and keeping good track of all that kind of stuff which Big J has already admitted is more work than you think also it wasn't like it was one of those things I'm like yeah let's buy a hot tub it was one of those like they were Costco it was an impulse buy it was an impulse they were like hey should we get this and I'm like I don't know if you want to and it's like you know did the other family use it more well clearly not but I mean did they use it more than twice the wife did. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, because it is good but for... Probably not more than five times. Muscles, sore joints. There can be psychological well-being attached to it. I'm not saying... Because I enjoy hot tubs very much. But I uh, like... You? I, well, sure. I got no problem what with it. What about the broth? I, well, again, as long as they're taken so care of on a regular... Like, that's kind of why I enjoyed the hot springs idea of it. They drain it yeah. out, and then they put it back oh. in every time. And that is the kind of stuff that do I they? can get behind. Yes, in particular places. Yes, they do. And mm-hmm. not if you go to the big, gigantic public ones, but... If if you have a private area, yes, they drain and then they refill. And so uh, that kind of thing is appealing toward to me. And again, if you know somebody's taking care of your hot tub, I've got no problem with it whatsoever. But it's the one that is like, hey, man, we haven't been here in six months. Let's pop in the hot tub and turn it on and get it all heated up. It's like, hey, man, when's the last time you cleaned that thing, bro? Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that kind of thing. Just but as no. Rob Corduroy. Uh, who's Rob Corduroy? Oh, Rob Hot- Codry, former guest the morning after? Yeah. Codery. Of Hot Tub... That's not his name, but I'm sure he appreciates the shout-out. Hey, LeBron James is the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. He passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar last night. Uh, He passed the magic number of 38-387, and he ended up uh, doing that in the third quarter of the Lakers game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So the LeBron watch is over. He's officially the highest scorer in NBA history. Uh, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show yesterday that he will embark on a four-day, four-night darkness retreat after the Super Bowl on Sunday. And uh, he's going to do some self-reflection and isolation and try to come up with a final decision as to what he wants to do. Uh, He still says he hasn't decided on if he wants to play in 2023 or not. uh, And then if it's with the Packers or if he wants to go a trade or the team wants to trade him or any of that stuff. So uh, that will be decided after a four-day, four-night darkness retreat and as a Packer fan I'd like to apologize uh, for Aaron Rodgers because even Why? I'm sick of him at this point it's I mean like listen man well I don't understand he was asked a question how are you he, gonna come to this decision here's my point so he's like oh, I'm gonna go on a darkness retreat it's what I do it makes him happy great I'm happy that he's happy so here's, he just answered a question I understand that he was asked. my point I guess is he had nothing to say like I mean there's no reason for it to be on 45 minutes in the Pat McAfee show at all well, tell uh, that to Pat McAfee. I will happily tell that. <laughs> I will tell that to anybody who will listen because there's zero content involved in any of that stuff outside of that three-second answer, which is the goofiest thing I personally have ever heard. And so, listen, I understand if you're sick of hearing about Aaron Rodgers. I, I get it. It's not at Brett Farvian levels for me yet. I'm not, like, super annoyed by him, but, like, it's like, why are you talking about it if you don't have anything to say about it until you- – then talk about it when you made a decision. That's fine. But, like, it's just, it's nonstop, all the time kind of stuff. And that's because the news cycle is what it is. And so I can understand if you're sick and tired. More importantly, the mourning period for Devontae Adams is over for his bro, his best friend, Derek Carr. And he is lobbying hard right now to get Aaron Rodgers to to uh, Vegas. Yes, uh, I don't I don't I don't think that's going to happen, but I who knows. Uh, th- stranger things have happened. I have said multiple times I think either he's a packer or he retires and I still think that's going to be the case uh, no matter how much uh, the rumors are swirling. A darkness retreat. Steve Wilkes is your new defensive coordinator, Big J. How do you feel about that as hut, a 49ers fan? I'm going to tr- Listen, I'm going to trust Shanahan's ability to hire a defensive coordinator because the last couple have been pretty damn good. You just don't trust him to call plays in big games. 
Yeah, so far. Uh, well, I'm not he, sure that last uh, one's his I part. don't care. I blame Chokahan. Jesus, man. Uh, Big J, Michelle Yeoh is getting real about aging as an actress in Hollywood. Uh, apparently, before she got cast in the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, more than one Hollywood high society kind of guy had told her it might be time to retire, which is fairly mean and awful. Uh, but she did admit that as she has gotten older, the roles have gotten smaller for her, and it's difficult to be uh, somebody that is aging in the world of Hollywood. Uh, she was talking to Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman about uh, starting her own production company because that's what they did to help them get better roles because they just didn't find a lot of stuff out there for older women in Hollywood, and that became a difficult thing. So uh, Michelle Yeoh says she's still thinking about it. She needs to be smart about it. We'll see what happens. Maybe she could be an Oscar-winning actress before it's all said and done here in about a month, and certainly deservedly so of her role in that particular movie. But, uh, you know, she, in my opinion, is an amazing treasure of uh, yeah. of a person. Uh, whether you enjoy her from her Bond movies, the first time I ever saw Michelle Yo and anything I was uh, I went through a gigantic Jackie Chan stretch when I was working at the video store I love super cop uh, super cop yeah I went to the theater to go see it's super so cop because yeah. I, I love Jackie Chan and I was like oh my god this woman's amazing and then I followed her and stuff that she's done and she is great whether crouching it's a tiger hidden dragon physical roles martial arts roles or just straight up acting roles she is fantastic so whatever she wants to do she should have the ability to do because she's amazing Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for you. Private Hell. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Today's We're Going to Hell story is for those of you out there that do really honest to God, true work for a living. Those of you that work in construction. Uh, you are underappreciated, probably underpaid. You work crazy hours, and uh, the work that you do is truly appreciated. Uh, but you know, uh, everybody who has ever worked construction has also worked with somebody on a construction site where you go, that person's a moron, and I'm not sure how they got this job, or they're going to hurt somebody, or they're going to screw something yeah. up royally. And it's that was not, you. It's not, it was me. There's a reason why I no longer right. do construction. That 100% yeah, was me. The, the story about you, though, with the, the concrete truck and the, <laughs> Listen, the tools. Until the day I die, I will swear <laughs> on my everything that I put that tool away in correctly. And the absolute pit in my stomach I felt when I'm driving behind that truck and I see that tool take air on the freeway and I know that my stepdad is going to go nuts on me and justifiably so but I'm like I know I put that away the right way I am a hundred percent certain and to see that thing go flying through the air I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna get in so much trouble and I did and I did uh, which is why I didn't want to do concrete construction anymore. But uh, for those of you that do, you've worked with somebody on your site that you're like, this person is not good at their job. And we have a story of that from Houston, oh. California. Uh, and it's a bit complicated, so so stay with me. So there is a large church in Houston, California, and right across the street from this large church was an old creamery, a place that used to make dairy products, and it was uh, out of business for a couple of years, and so it had been sold to a different company that wanted to set up a shop in that particular building, but with something else. And if for anybody that's ever been inside of a creamery or any kind of uh, place like that that had a particular, it was built for a particular type of production, you may not be surprised that there are some things in that building that are customizable and in a creamery they had these large uh, concrete tunnels uh, and pipes underneath 
the creamery so that they can move the product from one room to the other fairly easily. Well, the new place that was being built there did no longer no longer needed those pipes, and so they hired a company to come in and fill up those pipes with concrete so that there was no, you know, that nothing could get in, there was no animals or pests or anything or whatever else that could get into this new building. And so they sent the blueprints over and hired a company to fill up those pipes with concrete. Well, they started doing things and everything was fine uh, until they dug up a couple of set of pipes that they're like, that's weird. They're not on the actual blueprints, but somebody decided, you know what? Let's just fill these things up with concrete as well. Ooh. So they start pumping concrete into these couple of pipes and they're like, man, these pipes are not sealing up at all. I mean, the concrete is just flowing right through it. Keep pumping concrete into this thing. Let's go. And so they pumped a ton and ton and ton of concrete into this thing, and they're like, well, I, I don't know what's going on. These things aren't filling up. We'll have to double-check the next day because we're out of concrete with this truck, and we'll see what's going on. Well, right around that time as they're packing up, the uh, priest from the church comes running across the street and going, are you guys pouring concrete? What's going on? And they're like, well, yeah. They're like, well, for some reason, concrete is running up through our toilets, through our drain systems. <laughs> I mean, our entire basement is just covered in concrete. And what they've discovered was somebody was looking at the wrong blueprint and had hooked up some of these concrete pumping systems into the sewer tubes for this church and were just pumping a ridiculous amounts of concrete Yowza. into this church. That was six months ago. The company still has not fixed the mistake that they made. They still can't use any of the plumbing or the sewer system in this church. They've had to move out. They haven't had been able to do any services because no plumbing has been available. And so now they're just starting to fix this up. Uh, they do know that a bunch of people have lost their jobs because of this particular mistake. But when they figure it all out, by, by the time they replace everything, they think it's going to be anywhere from two hundred fifty to $300,000 to replace all the pipes that they screwed up with the concrete Ooh, and all the, the plumbing that they messed up in this particular church. So, somebody did not do their job correctly. And I think that mess up is a little bit more grander than my mess up. So, I felt yeah. good about this particular story. But then again, I was never trusted to read blueprints or actually pour any of the concrete. I was the dude schlepping wheelbarrows of concrete from the yeah. truck to yeah, the you site. you failed the first test to get into that. Correct situation to be an extra moron i was not allowed to mess up that highly because they knew i was not qualified for any of this stuff so if you're having a bad day at the site just know you never made a mistake this bad you didn't screw up that bad thank goodness morning after with nick and big j there's your we're going to hell story it is the x rocks <laughs> evanescence bring me to life here on the morning after with nick and big j if there is one thing we do on this show big j it's talk about how kick-ass and awesome we are every break i mean we can't stop kick-ass but if there's two things we like to do it's also holding a mirror up to society big j and having that reflect back upon us so that we can investigate this for future generations we do love it and uh something happened last night that was history historic we talked about it a couple times in the show already and that was lebron james passing kareem abdul jabbar for the most points ever scored in the nba which is a very big deal there's no doubt about it it was a very historical moment in sports or even in general culturally etc that happened last night and if you have seen any of the pictures pictures probably tell a better story than the 
video because the video is a little bit zoomed in on LeBron, but there are plenty of pictures of the shot last night. And if you look in the background, Big J, you'll see something that is uh, pretty much a running theme wherever we go today. And that is almost everybody, you, for the exception of like two or three people in every picture, every single person in that arena last night has their phone up and out above their heads and they're filming the LeBron James shot uh, as he breaks Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. And so a couple of things pop into my mind. Number one, uh, this is the current state of the world today because clicks are our currency. And, you know, this is your way of showing that you were actually at a historic event. It's it, If it didn't happen without pics or video, and so people are doing these things so that they can post them on their social media pages so that people can share and they can get some clout and they can get some, you know, attention for that stuff and some credit for being a part of a historic moment i understand that's the way our society lives today but the other side of this coin is i wonder if any of those people were actually in the moment as it happened you know what i mean uh, as we were talking off the air, I have been a part, I've been lucky enough to be a part of uh, some pretty historic sporting events. Now, some of these, most of these happened before cell phones were as prevalent, certainly the video and cameras were. Like, I was a part of the 2001 World Series where the Diamondbacks beat the Yankees at Bank One Ballpark. It was an amazing sporting event. I was at a national championship game when I was writing sports uh, against the, uh, the, the Miami Hurricanes playing Ohio State. It was an amazing game. That's the one that went into triple overtime at the Fiesta Bowl. It was crazy. Yeah. Insane. The, and I was on the field for it and I was in those moments and those are things that I'll remember for the rest of my life and then I've gone to things and events where cell phones have been more prevalent like my first ever trip to Lambeau Field and I cognitively went in there and said you know what I'm going to do I'm going to experience this through my eyeballs I'm going to take a second and just kind of breathe it in because I don't know when I'll be back it's my first trip here I don't want to live this experience through my cell phone and uh, I told you one of the, that's one of the things where I was like, when I was there, it was great. I have all these wonderful memories, but what I don't have, Big J, is a ton of pictures of me hanging out at Lambeau Field and my only trip there. And I, that's the kind of give and take that I have. I, I've said I wish I had more, but looking back on the event, I don't wish I lived that whole thing through my cell phone because I feel like I would have missed out on a lot of things and being a part of something that I wanted to be a part of. But I, I'm also a 45-year-old dude. I'm, I'm a little bit different than the 21-year-old that's headed to the NBA game, you know? So it's a different world. But I don't know if I would have had my phone out at that particular point. I don't know. Well, I, I would say two things, and then, like, I get that, and I'm kind of the same way. I mean, when I'm an event or whatever, I'll, I'll snap some pictures, take some video. Uh, depends on what I'm doing there. But let's put it in the context of this: is being a sports guy, you've had to be at events and games and things like that, and do you know reporting and, and things yeah. like that. What about your standard? Um, but but let's frame it with the cell phone. Uh, sports photographers, cameramen. Yes. All right. So they're got a job to do. Right. Uh, they're taking photos, mm -hmm. but they also are in the moment. I wonder if you would ask them, hey, how do you feel about that? Because it's their job. They're there taking photos, but they're also experiencing that event and uh, being in that moment. Uh, if they have any similar feelings towards not maybe uh, feeling like they're remembering things or in a moment because they're doing that. Yeah, but they, they get, that's also like they're, they're there to do a job. They're there to capture sure, that particular moment. But they're also moment. in that moment. And I'm sure they're probably because they are doing something that they love to do uh, are geeked about being at uh, that particular 
event, whether it be a Super sure. Bowl or a championship, or in this case, a, a record-setting night that will, will probably won't be done again, that kind of thing. Um, you know, I would think that they probably feel like, hey, yeah, I was in the moment. I was just doing, taking pictures and things like that. I, I think there's a balance. Like, you can do both. I think, on the other hand, it interferes with other people's taking in the moment you know when everybody's got a phone out and it just it just doesn't look the same as when we grew up seeing these moments happen yeah i mean it it also is like you're right because if you look at this picture everybody has yeah. their phone everybody has their phone yeah, out. and when you go to a concert i yes. mean everybody's got and i'm like you know i i and it's like the result of what you're filming isn't that great sometimes. No, um, and, and, and you've got nine million other angles of the exact same thing. Yeah, and so I've, I've never quite understood why you continue to do that. A lot of times when I'm there doing that, it's because I need to get some footage for, you know, the Station. social medias. Yeah. Job. Um, but but in, those, in that aspect, I'm like, I don't understand what it is that compels people to want to do that particular thing. So that's something that I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I, I do believe it's time for, in a lot of cases, tied into social media. People want to post yeah. it on their social media to prove that they were there. But there are people who will go the entire song. Right. Like the entire song. And, and I'm like, what are you going to do with that for the rest of your life? You know, you got to you go through this and you go through your phone. And I'll do this, too, because I'll be like, damn, that, I've got a lot of these photos that I never did anything with. that are just taking up space. And it's just ridiculous where I would have preferred should have just been paying attention. But, you know, to me, the aspect is seeing everybody else with their phones is more distracting to being in the in the space than using my own phone. Yeah, uh, but but that's just me. So that's why I choose not to as much as I can because I don't want to be that person. I don't. I don't either. And and I mean, listen, I'm not here to judge. However, you want to experience the moment is entirely up to you. I just when, what struck me the most wasn't even the shot. It was like as I was looking at this, I was like, oh my god! Every single person in that arena has both hands over their head with their hand on the, with their phones out filming this particular thing. And it's like it's crazy to think like you're used to seeing like five, ten people, but I mean, take a look at some of those still photos of that moment everybody has their phone out it is crazy nobody's in the actual moment and however again you want to take that in and deal with it or if you're looking for the cloud or you want the social media respect or you want to go viral i get it man i understand that's our currency these days but uh i believe at some point there's going to be a tipping in the scales where things are going to be like that and however you choose to do it i just don't know if that were me in the arena i don't think i'd have my well, phone on i don't think conversely I as i went to bill burr here uh, a couple months ago and the loads of people complaining because they had to fork over their phone right and I'm like, I was like, great. I was like, I have no problem with this whatsoever. Uh, I don't need my phone. And they were even taking watches and, and things like that because they didn't want people recording the um, the, the comedy fun of Bill Burr, etc. But to me, I was like, this is great. I don't have to have people's phones up in my grill. And it was also entertaining to hear everybody gripe and bitch and moan about how they had to give up their phone. I can't believe they're doing this. And then blame the Idaho Center, uh, Fort Idaho Center Arena <laughs> for it. But it's actually Bill Burr. Uh, that, to me, was part of another whole entertainment factor no yeah because the second that option is taken away from us everybody feels naked I, and, and I it's love like it. yeah. i love it i wish every event was like that and and then we wonder and then we say now nah, we're not addicted to our phones but the reality of it is we are and we we are addicted to that clout and we're addicted to those clicks and we're addicted to attention and we all want it in our own click on way. me and that's okay we're all we're we're, we're we're okay to be that particular way but every once in a while it's also really cool to kind of just take in a moment you know yeah morning after with nick and big Jay, coming up in a few minutes, we got ourselves some important stuff. Morning After with Nick and Big Jay. 
Now, Big J, for those of us that have lived in the Treasure Valley for years, we can certainly attest to the fact that, you know, the ride into work, the commutes, the rush hour traffic, it's gotten worse over the last couple of years, but it's still not like Seattle, L.A. kind of large city territory-esque commutes into work for the most part. Yes, there are some bad mornings. Yes, there are some issues and accidents. And sure, you take certain routes and it's going to suck to get home. But it's not as bad as it is in other parts of the country. But what if I told you, even if you absolutely hated your commute to and from work, it actually may help your mental health, Big J. There is how? a new study from Rutgers University that found that when you ride into work, no matter how long it takes, it creates what's called liminal space. That is space that lets your brain shut off and recharge and just kind of be. You're not working. You're not taking care of things. You're not worrying about things at home. You're just in your car getting from point A to point B. And that helps you to recharge. It helps to prevent burnout. It actually is a good mental thing for you to have some sort of ride or commute into work. Now, longer commutes might give people more time to detach and recover, but it also can give people more time to stress out. So music, your favorite radio shows, all those kind of things help you balance that kind of stuff out. If you're a remote worker, however, somebody that works from home, you might want to consider a fake commute, according to this study, Big J. Fake commute? Yeah, that's like a short walk at the beginning or end of the workday, taking a scenic route uh, on your way somewhere to run your chores. That might be helpful for somebody that doesn't leave the house to do work to get that same kind of recharging, turn your brain off kind of thing, get out of the routine just a little bit to help you recharge those mental batteries. So commutes, while they could be a pain in the ass, there's no doubt about it. Sometimes, somewhere, underlying factors make that mean they're not as bad as maybe they seem. Think about it, won't you, Big J? Okay. The NBA Board of Governors has approved the sale of the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury to billionaire mortgage lender Matt Ishiba, according to the NBA. They announced that uh, last night. He was approved as the Suns' new owner with a 29-0 vote, but there was somebody that abstained, Big J, the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Do you know why? No, Why? He and Matt hate each other, have hated each other for years. They both own mortgage firms. That's why. Dan uh, from the Cleveland Cavaliers owns Rocket Mortgage, and then this Matt guy owns another mortgage company. And so Dan didn't want another mortgage person in the NBA, so he decided not to vote as like a kind of way to slap it into his face, I guess. But apparently they really do not like each other in any way, shape, or form, and they have been competitors in the mortgage kind of space for a very very long time so there's a little sun's calves beef for you heading into the future with these two owners according to the american gaming association big j a ton of americans 50 million to be exact are putting some sort of wager on sunday's super bowl and that's going to be about 16 billion dollars in money going from one part to the other that's more than double the amount of bets that were placed on last year's super bowl game in case you're curious so that means about 20 percent of americans are going to gamble on the super bowl this year Uh, of those 50 million that will place bets 38 percent will do it online 26 percent will mess around with office pools or square pools and 13 percent will go old school and deal with a bookie which i can't believe still exists although in states like this i guess it has to uh if you're going to do it illegally that's the way you're going to have to go around doing it but uh so there's a lot of money you wonder why you see those DraftKings commercials everywhere and they're omnipresent that is because it is all of a sudden a 16 billion dollar per game industry and they want to get your money do you understand big J? yes do you think idaho will ever have the ability for us to take part in any of these things legally 
No. I don't think so either. Uh, so enjoy it if you can, while you can. Uh, if not, enjoy illegally accessing your VPNs in order to create new IP addresses to gamble online and pretend that you're someplace else. The Last of Us is a gigantic hit over at HBO, Big J. In fact, it is the first series for HBO since Game of Thrones to do something, and that is see its audience increase week to week. Usually with HBO series or any kind of series, it is the premiere that has the biggest numbers, and then those numbers gradually erode over time no matter what, and even towards the end of Game of Thrones, that was happening. But The Last of Us has grown in popularity and in numbers and in ratings week to week to week to week, which means more people are finding the show and it's a massive hit. And HBO does not want to lose that momentum courtesy of a little game called the Super Bowl because The Last of Us usually airs on Sundays. Well, this week's episode, the new one with Pedro Pascal and crew, is going to air on Friday night. So you'll be able to access it on Friday night so that it does not compete with the gigantic game of football that is happening on Sunday evening. So if you want to watch the fifth episode of The Last of Us, be on the lookout on HBO Max and your streaming services beginning on Friday. You can see the latest installment before the weekend even starts. So if you're a fan of the show, know it's coming early. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Beautiful pop culture SmackDown prizes today, thanks to Port of Subs. We'll hook you up with a couple of Super Bowl classic combo uh, sandwiches from Port of Subs. If you win here, you'll be qualified for a six-foot sub that you can use for your big game party. We'll also throw at you pepper tickets. They're coming to town here in February, uh, a fun Sunday, the 26th. So we'll get you set up with that uh, show at the Knitting Factory. Uh, if you can beat me, Pop Culture SmackDown. Our phone number, 208-287-1003. That's the number you need to call if you'd like to play the game, Pop Culture SmackDown. You must defeat Big J in the process in order to do so, but it will be fun. That's the idea. Anyway, let's go to the phones, see how it goes today. Hello, the X. Hello, sir. Good morning, man. What's your name? Jordan. All right, Jordan, you're up first. Jordan, Kathy and Jimmy will be back voicing Hank's wife on the King of the Hill reboot on Hulu. What is her character's name on the show, King of the Hill? Well, that would be Peggy. Yes, Peggy right. is correct. Well done. Big J, this actor popped up in the Amazing Spider-Man universe, but you, Big J, will know him as the star of Metallica's movie, Through the Never. What's his name? Just played some Metallica. You've seen the yep, movie. Yep. You know the guy. Dane. I need more than that. Yeah, his name's Dane. His first name's Dane. Yep, I need that's at least it. That's enough. Last name. That should be enough. You, well, I mean, come on. There's got to be more. I'll, I'll take just the last name, happily. Why can't you just take the first name? Because people are known. I mean, that'd be like, his name is John. That doesn't count. There's more to it than that. <laughs> he gets it. See? Son of a... <laughs> I don't remember his last name. Nothing? Nope. I'm hungry. Give me the food. All right, Jordan. You got the food coming your way. He's hungry. The name is Dane DeHaan. 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 Congratulations, man. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those pepper tickets. Humiliating. As well as... What else was he? Which Spider-Man movie was he? He was uh, Norman Osborn in the Amazing Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield universe. Oh, okay. He was the Green Goblin side of things, uh, not part of the uh, Marvel reboot. They went with uh, Willem Dafoe's version of that particular character, but he was the Green Goblin in the Andrew Garfield side of things. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we will do some headlines. They're happening next on the X Rocks. It's Headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. 
headlines are as follows, Big J. Take that. Faster, sooner, and better safe than sorry. Faster, sooner. If you are a couple that is planning to hop a flight to Vegas to get married for this Valentine's Day, you know, eloping in the uh, city of sin, if you will. Yeah. Then you can get right to work on it as soon as you land at the airport this year. Sin City is making it even easier for you to have a quickie wedding by setting up the very first pop-up marriage license bureau ever right there in the baggage claim of Harry Reid International Airport. So there, if you're there as a couple, you can go pick up your luggage, get your marriage license, and then you can go hit the strip almost immediately, heading over to a little chapel to tie the knot if you want to. The process takes exactly seven minutes to get your marriage license at the airport and costs you $102 to do so. The pop-up bureau is open daily now through February 14th from 8 a.m. in the morning until 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So you can get your marriage license much, much faster Vegas knows what they're there for. They know what people are flying in for Valentine's Day for. They want to get married, Big J, and then later have that same marriage annulled in a matter of weeks. So why not get it done as fast as possible? Love. Take that or better safe than sorry. Better safe than sorry. Speaking of Valentine's Day, chocolate, a pretty popular gift for Valentine's Day. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah. But if the message you're trying to convey to your love interest isn't received quite as well as you would hope, don't worry. Toblerone's got you covered. The Swiss Chocolate Bar is offering what they're calling love insurance this Valentine's Day. So an online purchase of any product from their Valentine's Day limited edition section will come with what's called the love insurance option that will provide protection for you if things go south. This way, if you get your uh, significant other a Toblerone candy bar and they say, hey, go pound sand, you can then happily, with no questions asked, return said Toblerone bar and they will pay for it on them. Uh, A jilted customer can submit a claim and receive a voucher to spend on another Toblerone product. So love insurance is an actual thing this year if you're buying chocolate, which I suppose you might as well cover your bases, right? Right. I don't know how much these things are, but this is the point where I say to you out loud, Big J, never in my life have I had a Toblerone bar. Am I missing something? Yeah, pretty good. I I mean, I know the iconic packaging, the triangle kind of thing, but I don't know. Is it just a regular chocolate bar? Or is there stuff inside of it? I don't know. I mean, there's different. Ver- I mean, there's different kinds. Okay, there so. are. But it, but it is pretty good. Well, I mean, it's Swiss chocolate, quality, so yeah. I know they're good at it. But I've never, I've never had one. So if you're gonna go high society chocolate, is it, that the listen, way you go? It's, yeah, sure. It's no Mr. Good Bar. Okay. Well, what is? I mean, yeah, that's honest. right. Exactly. Wrap it up with take that. In <laughs> a now t- viral tweet, Thomas Todd claims that a flight attendant on board his plane from Orlando to New York said that his wife, quote, had a stupid face. Todd said the incident happened on a Delta flight on November 7th and said that there was an out-of-control flight attendant that verbally assaulted his wife and then wrongly removed them from the flight back in November. Now, the incident occurred after the couple placed their items in a first-class bin because the bins above their seat were full. Then Todd claims the flight attendant then told his wife, don't look at me with that stupid face. Todd says that Delta has asked him to remove his post and he has been waiting for compensation since November. I'll say this, like, to me, there's nothing funnier than like a great, like a, like a grade school insult to somebody when you're a full blown adult. Yeah, yeah, it's the best, Like saying somebody has a stupid face or you know what, you're a dummy head or you got poopy pants. Like, I don't know why those things bring me so much joy, but they do. I because I, I, I haven't heard stupid face since like on a playground. Yeah, somewhere. I would. I would have if I had been in the area and heard that. I would have given 
whoever that was like a high five. <laughs> Even if they were in the wrong, I'm like, thanks, work. Yeah, I mean, guy, you pulled out the stupid face. I haven't heard that without forever. swearing. Well done. Impressive. Right. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, killing in the name of here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And sometimes it's just hard to let go, right, buddy? Yeah, and it's going to be even harder uh, now thanks to technology. Now, something that you should probably start to get accustomed to with if you haven't already, AI, in particular, ChatGPT. Now, this is an app, and it does many, many different things. I mean, tons of stuff is happening right now in this world of uh, artificial intelligence. And unfortunately, to me, I think this is going above and beyond creepy and and probably something we shouldn't be uh, thinking about or trying, but uh, they uh, use, a company is using ChatGPT to create an artificial intelligence system that allows you to upload your voice, movement patterns, and personality traits into an artificial intelligence chatbot that will allow your surviving relatives to talk to you in the metaverse after you're dead. Oh, I hate, I hate this. I hate that idea. I don't like Right? That Isn't that just like the worst? Like it. It's not healthy <clears throat> mentally or otherwise. It's very, very creepy. It's uh, something that probably probably is not good and the worst part of it is like i'm not sure what kind of narcissist you have to be in order to sign up for this so that yeah. you pee your friends and your relatives can have conversations with an ai version of you after you die is very 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 weird Ooh, i don't like any of that at all yeah, and uh, let's see, there's uh, it, it's programmed to act and sound just like the person <laughs> who crossed over. As long as the computer remains plugged in, the person who crossed over can still be reached and never die. No, 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 no. That's not true. First of all, they are never very dead. Die. They're very dead still. That that does not translate any part of their soul or their actual consciousness into the computer program. So, you can just hear Big J say "Go to hell" a bunch of times, I suppose, in AI form if that kind of stuff was still going on. But that's and, the extent. And of my it. creepy mind went immediately to why even somebody dead just take your favorite hot celebrity crush <laughs> and take their picture their voice all that sort of stuff and then you've got all of a sudden scarlett johansson uh, is your girlfriend that just is, like her that is creepy i don't like that that idea less go get actually. yourself a real doll you got a cherry 2000 situation happening that seems like you're crossing some weird boundaries there but yes uh i don't like any of this stuff like i mean it's okay and like i don't have any problem with like people having fun with ai and having fun little conversations and random generator kind of stuff that's all fine in you know moderation but the second it's taken to the nth degree where you're importing your personality or your movement so that an ai version of you can create itself we're living like a digital multiplicity world i have no interest in that yeah. whatsoever yeah it seems very very dark and very weird and uh can be taken to some really weird places i did really that. quick i just did that huh I just took it to a really weird place. Yes, exactly. But the good news is you haven't actually acted upon those thoughts. No, maybe not you yet. have. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't asked you out loud. Maybe we should set. Maybe it would be great is we can set up this for for you. So when you're gone at the end of the year, <laughs> I don't have to be partnerless for two weeks. Maybe we should do like an all AI version of the morning after, just to like like import a show and just see what kind of show it would pump out. If we were bit driven radio show, <laughs> like we would spend the next sixteen days coming up with this. And and it would be an award-winning bit, I'm sure. Oh, uh, then why are we doing it? And then it breaks. I mean, well, I've already, we've already done. I mean, I already I had a robot once take over the night show way back, <laughs> and and it went really bad, melted down, destroyed the studio. See, that's not good. That's not good. Yeah, you were way ahead of the AI bug, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, big time. Too bad you didn't cash in on that opportunity. Well, no, nah, it's pretty typical of me actually. <laughs> Now that I think about it, you're right. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got your bad impressions. They're next on the X-Rocks. 
After with Nick and Big J. And Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. More than just Subaru, they're the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore. And the morning after prize package here this morning, our last Porta Subs Classic Combos uh, for the Super Bowl here as we get you ready for uh, giving away those six-foot subs tomorrow. We'll get you qualified here for that as well. And some tickets to the Red Knot Chili Peppers coming here in a couple weeks to the Knitting Factory. Tribute action and some food down your gullet. That's what you get for Bad Impressions this morning. 208-287-1003 if you would enjoy playing. It works like this. Big J has three clues. Now, each one of those clues points to somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in three (coughs) clues or less... And congratulations, this prize package is yours. Any guesses today how long it might take? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with three. Yeah, All right. Because I don't know who we're going to get here. Hello, the X. Hello. Never do. What's hey. going on? What's your name, man? Josh. All right, Josh, you're up first. Good luck. All right, Josh, fictional character, okay? All right. I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. <laughs> Matt? This is the way. Matt? They call me Mando for short. Mando? Yeah, Mando. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh I don't know. This is not the Terminator, way, Josh. Man. Terminator? No, no, man. Arnold Schwarzenegger, always a good guess for bad impressions, but not great. Yeah, Hello, you're right. the X. It is. Oh. Scared. It happens from time to time. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Did you hear the clues or do you need him again? I need it again. Fictional character here. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. This is the way, and they call me Mando for short. The Mandalorian? Yeah, there you go. Works for us. Congratulations, man. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those Red Knot Chili Peppers tickets, and you're also qualified for that grand prize for the big game for Porta Subs. You definitely got some uh, Porta Subs sandwiches coming your way as well. Hang on one second, man. Why is the Mandalorian the in the Mandalorian. news? Mandalorian. Boy, uh, that uh, Pedro Pascal's hot right now. Hot. Like salsa. Uh, if you remember, uh, the Mandalorian, the first season, it's what debuted Disney Plus streaming service to everybody. I remember. And uh, they've decided to do something unique here at uh, Disney, uh, they thought, you know what, why don't we air the very first episode of The Mandalorian on ABC and get people a little stewed up and interested and ready for the third season of Mandalorian. Or get those that maybe don't have Disney Plus no, hooked. Ab- that's exactly. Yeah, that's sort of, yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, they are going to be doing that on April 24th uh, on ABC, Freeform, and FX. So uh, that will be the people who've never had a chance to see that because they don't have Disney Plus uh, to see the very first episode of The Mandalorian. I can't fathom if you're like a Star Wars diehard, you haven't at least signed up for right. it at some point. But like the other part of it is like even if you remotely like Star Wars, if you remember that very first episode uh, and and you get to the end, which is the big reveal of the first episode, and you don't want to watch more. I don't know yeah. if you have feelings in you at all. I mean, it's just one of those things. It was It's one of the best all-time hooks, I think, in TV history, where you get to the end, and you, if you know Star Wars, you get to the end of that first episode, you're like, oh, my God, how do I not continue watching this? Yeah, and it's just, uh, it's just a unique kind of different vibe in this show as well. I mean, it leans on the Western side of it in the old day. I mean, it's just so – it will be interesting to see how that uh, helps out and see if people get hooked and want to sign up for Disney Plus from it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> That is Theory of a Dead Man, that is Dinosaur, and that's going to wrap up the morning after with Nick and Big J on this Wednesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Big J vehemently said, do not watch Tar. 
the film that is available for you to watch on uh, Peacock. I did agree with that particular assessment. Uh, despite the uh, the fandom for it awards-wise, I don't think either of us were captured in what it was trying to present. But uh, that is something that you can hard pass on if you'd like to going forward. We're cool with that. We had a chance to talk about how you need to make sure you're checking those blueprints if you're working in construction because you never know when you're just pumping a ridiculous amount of concrete into another building sewage system and causing a ridiculous amount of damage to it. I wonder what concrete looks like uh, all uh, concreted up in a toilet. Uh, it, not very aesthetically pleasing, I can tell you that. Even concrete that's just kind of covered up. You've seen concrete like jammed into some place that's not like properly finished or anything, right? Yeah, but not in a toilet. Uh, no, no. Uh, from my understanding, from the pictures that I saw, it had oozed out over the toilet into the actual bathroom, like into river the floor. Of concrete. Yeah, it was like a river of concrete because they just didn't know that that's where it was going. It was just overflowing in a ridiculous amount. But that does leave you with the floor pick, Jay. Hey, in the next few months, Google is going to start blurring out explicit images and search results for all users as a default setting. So even if they don't have safe search switched on, if you're age 18 or older and you want to see all the kibbles and bits without them being pixelated, you'll have to go and adjust your settings now, to do that. Uh, isn't isn't safe search like an automatic setting though? Like a default setting? I thought it was. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, I would never have it turned on. Maybe. Well, of course not, because you like to see things in their entirety. But yeah. I'm thinking maybe like there's still some stuff that like sneaks through every now and again that they're probably trying to protect. Probably. From. Are you have a problem with that? Is there issues? Nah. With protecting your eyeballs from nudity or whatever? I guess it protecting depends kids. on what it, what they define as an explicit image. Yeah. That way, when you look up morning after thinking Big J, I mean, you don't want to see stuff. You can it'll okay. be pixelated. But we said that forever. If you want to look up the morning after and Google us on the morning after with Naked Big J, make sure that safe surface off. That way you can see us in all of our glory. Yeah. Right? I mean, we got no problems with I what's mean, on the internet about us, do we? We're celebrating our 15th year. A being fully nude. Uh, next set of X-Rock brought to you by Beacon <laughs> Plumbing for tank and tankless water Sorry, heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, and toilets that won't flush because they're stuffed up with concrete. Stop freaking and call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, heating and mechanical, your trusted plumbing source online at beaconplumbing.com. That's it for us. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. It's the X-Rock. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.